0: Allison, hi Jess. How you doing? I'm fantastic, damn, 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 fantastic. How how are you doing? I'm grand. I'm okay. It's a Monday. Um, sure. This shot
1: is gonna feel really, really good when we take it. It's been a long day, but uh, we're doing good. We're doing good.
0: Jess and I decided to be the good honest true christian woman that we are and actually take a shot this week a real one and i can smell it from here and so i'm getting anxious but i'm i'm it needs to be done you know mama ain't raised no bitch you know what i'm saying so no
1: we cheated last episode you had wine i had some sort of whiskey beverage but we're doing it this time allison what are you drinking
0: (sighs) I am taking a shot of tequila. I'm doing reposado. Um, It's not bottom shelf. So I hope that it doesn't make me immediately vomit everywhere. Like I did last time I took a shot. Uh, And I also am sipping on a nice hard seltzer, hard cider. I mean, it is a uh, huckleberry lemon hard cider from, um, I think it's Tumalo Cider Company in Bend, Oregon. Delicious. Very good. Big fan. What about you? So Brendan's grandma brought us back
1: from a vacation, a sampler pack of flavored vodkas that are like in that teeny tiny size. You can see it. They're replicas of their cute real bottles. So That's I great. am taking a shot of Vale Raspberry Vodka, and I'm chasing that with a cool mule from one and only Simplicity Cocktails here in Utah. I also have in front of me a half frozen root beer freeze from a So we're really getting wild on a Monday evening.
0: Real fast. Three two one shots is uh every other week a segment we do where Jess runs a random topic generator, picks a random topic, and we are forced to talk about it for 30 to maybe 40 minutes uh without any foresight or knowledge of what the topic is. So that's what's about to happen. Can't wait. I guess that means it's time to take the shot, right?
1: Fortunately I hate to tell you this, but yes.
0: Oh, that's oh fuck you just put much so still... much saw on your hand i don't know what to do i'm on my couch i'm on a blanket can i oh oh eat it oh, no. <laughs> no that's so much that's like oh. oh god okay uh um you know what i'm gonna do i'm just gonna scrape some of that oh oh no
1: oh no to describe for our listeners at home allison has poured like a full pile of salt onto her hand and is just like flailing on her couch not sure what to do with it and i'm not entirely sure what she just did do with the pile she's reached it beyond where the camera can see but her face says
0: that it's not good no it's not <laughs> so i decided to just pour that tiny mountain of salt onto the table behind where my computer is so I can clean it up later but in doing that it spilled everywhere off the table onto the floor and into my crocs so that's okay I'll be able to I'll deal with it later I did not mean for it to spill everywhere and hopefully it doesn't actually get into my computer I did not think about that I got a reasonable amount of salt on me now you can't even see it so that's a good amount oh my god oh my god, oh my god. all right, all right. Three, two, one shots.
1: <coughs> <Ooh>. Oh my <coughs> Your gagging is making me gag.
0: <sighs> my eyes are watering. <laughs>
1: Shout out to the creators of Veil Raspberry Flavored Vodka because it literally tasted like juice. <laughs> Allison's dying and I just feel like I had a refreshing drink.
0: <sighs>
1: Allison's giving birth right now. No, apparently. I had to
0: take my blanket off. I just got really overheated. <sighs> okay, let me. All right. Uh <clears throat>
1: All right, now that we've good, lost um, all of our listeners yes are we ready to generate our word mm-hmm. yes okay <sighs> have you recovered enough enough
0: okay our random word is childhood <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to trauma dump on you for 35 minutes. Let's go. Oh, my God. I can't wait. Okay,
1: we'll start light. All right. What was your favorite part of being a kid besides not having to pay bills?
0: Oh, God. I have a lot of great memories of couch forts. And also my dad would take me and my brother on Uh, when we were a lot younger. He would take us on like little RV trips. I really miss going on Innocent Adventures where I didn't have to plan anything. All I had to do was show up. I love that. You know, just show up, sit in the RV, eat Pringles, sleep, listen to fucking Rafi or whatever, the one that sings Baby Beluga, listen to that oh. CD, sleep again, then cry about going on a hike. That's what I miss. Anyway, what about you? What do you miss? <laughs> um, I also was a big
1: blanket fort pillow fort builder we've we've been friends as children I feel like that's what we would have done I was an only child for a long time Um, my brother is eight years younger than me a little more or a little less than eight years so like a good chunk of my childhood I was alone so I spent a lot of time imagining and I built a lot of forts in my time mostly centered around like domestic household chores which is really funny because I hated doing chores in real life but if I was pretending sure it was even better But yeah, I think the thing that I loved most about my childhood was reading books for the first time. And this is like going to sound so dumb, but like, do you remember the first time you read the Fablehaven books and like the magic that you felt when you read them? I would kill to have the magic of reading like Harry Potter or Mm -hmm. The Lightning Thief or any of those series again for the first time and discovering staying up all night to figure out if Snape was a bad guy or not, mm-hmm. just all that good jazz. I that's think that's something true. that I really miss. I'm so glad that I really liked reading as a kid because I think that some of my favorite favorite parts of being a kid was was reading. I, the summer that I turned nine, I read every Roald Dahl children's book he ever wrote. And it's still, like, I have very, very vivid memories of sitting out on my balcony reading his books.
0: And I loved him. That's so cute. Oh. Did you ever read, uh, it was, like, Geronimo Stilton about the mouse detective?
1: No, I was I like, didn't. I was,
0: like, very young. I was, like, in second or third grade. I loved Geronimo Stilton, the mouse detective. Also, is like, the worst possible name you could, like, give a character in a kid's book <laughs> because... For years I pronounced it Jimono or Geron or Drono or something like that because I could not for the fucking life of me figure out that Geronimo was a word until that like stupid smart kid well he was very smart but I hated him for it a kid in class told me it's pronounced Geronimo and I was like it's not Geronimo. and he was like no and I was like fuck you I'm literally nine Also um oh uh Sammy Keys Sammy Keyes was, a, I loved detective books. I, this is who I am as a person now. Sammy Keys was just kind of like a kid version of Nancy Drew, like even more of a kid. She like rode the skateboard, wore high tops, just like I did. And she would solve these like little crimes around Santa Monica. And I was absolutely obsessed with Sammy Keys. I, I think she was like my first like crush of like a book character. And I didn't know it because I was so small, but I think she was my very first, like first like book crush. What are some of your favorite Jess kids stories? Like what's a good one that your family brings up? Okay. So uh, the
1: summer I was like eight or nine, I can't remember my, I went to Cedar city where my grandparents live and my grandma was really nice and let me have all of the coins that she had been collecting from her laundry. She has like this big coin jar over her laundry. Right. And she like, let me roll all of the coins up and like the bank papers and the whole bit. And like, I went to the bank and we deposited and I got like $73. It was a really big deal for eight year old me. And she asked me what I like wanted to do with the money. And I was like, grandma, I want a bird like you have. Cause my grandma's always had birds like canaries, parakeets, all of that. And she's like really, really good with them and trains them and all this stuff. So she was like, of course I'll take you and get a bird. So we went to the pet store in Cedar and they picked me out a really smart, lovely bird I named the bird Simon Cowell (laughs) because I was obsessed with American Idol at the time. Shout out Kelly Clarkson and Clay Aiken. Clay Aiken should have been the indication that I was going to leave the church because I was eerily obsessed with it. (laughs) Just started my whole whole dedication to surrounding myself with, with men that are vaguely queer that I might be in
0: love with. It's fine. (laughs) <laughs> Love to see it. Jess's transformation. Anyway,
1: so I named this bird Simon Cow. We take it back to Salt Lake, where we were living at the time. And the bird was so good. Simon was such a good parakeet. He, We taught him how to fox whistle when my mom would walk by. And he was, like, so nice to me. He let me to, like, do little tricks with him. And he'd sit on my finger. And, like, he'd sometimes sit on my shoulder while I was playing computer games. I loved him. And he loved me. We were tight, me and Simon Cow. Around this time, my mom had my third brother, Xander, and my other little brother, Blaine, was two. So my mom was breastfeeding and obviously had just, Xander was a C section. And so she was like recovering from a C section, all these things. And this was like a couple months after we had the bird, and she'd had my brother and everything. She had what we call the worst week of my mom's life. <laughs> I'm sorry, Abby. <laughs> And she was there was one day where she was breastfeeding Xander and my little brother was playing with his trucks like on the second floor. And I was downstairs in the basement playing probably Avatar of the Last Airbender games on Nickelodeon.com. Um, or Club Penguin, one of the two. Can't remember mm-hmm. what was what was the rage, but I was so into Club Penguin. Anyway, Blaine comes downstairs holding my bird. And keep in mind he's two, but he was like a big two-year-old. He was like buff he was buff for a two-year-old he brings me my bird which he is not supposed to be holding he's not supposed to have access to like it was hung up where he could not get it and he hands me my bird and I was like what are you doing Blaine like why why do you have my bird and I go and like the way you get birds to kind of stand on your finger you like brush their chest feathers and then they'll hop up on your finger and I did that and Simon did not did not step up on my finger. And then I take Simon from Blaine. (laughs) Simon is very much not alive anymore. Mm. And of course in my eight year old, nine year old world, I was devastated. And like Simon won't wake up. There's a little bit of, sorry, trigger warning for pet death. There's a little bit of blood like coming out of Simon's beak. And like, As a nine-year-old, this is the most traumatizing thing I've ever experienced. So I, of course, start scream crying because what else am I supposed to do? Mm -hmm. And I run upstairs to my mom and I'm just like full body sobbing. And I'm like, mom, Blaine killed my bird. Simon's dead. And my mom is like, oh, my God. (laughs) We determined the bird is very much dead. She comes downstairs and there's feathers all over our living room. Blaine had pushed a bar stool over to the cage that was hanging in the corner of the kitchen. We think that he pulled the bird out and then the bird bit him. And I, we, Our theory is that when he bit him, he threw him on the ground. And we're hoping that is when Simon passed over the rainbow bridge. But there were feathers all over the place. We still don't fully know what happened. But my mom is, calls my dad. I will never forget this. As long as I live. My mom on the phone with my dad. Like crying into the phone while he's at work. Saying I have lost all control. You need to come home. Also in the same week. My brother. Same brother that killed the bird. Blaine got out of a third story window. And onto. Our garage roof and my mom had to bribe him back into the house with cookies
0: it was a bad week for my mom (laughs) this is the origin story of blaine bundy that is no
1: my mom (laughs) literally called the pediatrician and was like is my son a sociopath and it's so funny because like if you know blaine now he is so sweet he's Mm -hmm. the nicest teenager like so, so wonderful. So easy to get along with kind of a quiet guy. Like you'd have no idea, but he was a terror as a toddler. So that was, that was like the most traumatizing thing. And my dad came home that night and told me that he would buy me a turtle because it would be like a hardier animal to have. And Blaine couldn't kill it as easily. I never got my turtle, but this summer I'm supposed to get a second cat. And my dad said, that he will pay for it as long as I name a turtle. So there you Future oh, turtle. I want to name a turtle. Yes. Yes. So that it's because I my other cat is named Moose. It's spelled like Moose the food, but obviously like there's Moose the animal. And then turtle full name turtle cake.
0: Tell oh, me that's, that's not adorable. Turtle Moose. I that's anyway. very, very cute. That's like what a horrifying horrible story that's also like a little bit funny but in a really horrible way yes it was so sad but it's so funny now because
1: like Blaine is such a normal human being Mm -hmm. and he like hates that story obviously because he feels so bad but it's definitely it's like one that we pull out at family parties it's a it's a very interesting time that and the 2008 financial crisis were the most traumatizing things that happened to me between the ages of 9 and 13
0: (laughs) Yikes. Wow. Yikes! Childhood, am I right? Grand time.
1: Okay, but in the vein of Club Penguin, what were your
0: favorite online holes on the internet when you were a kid? Okay, I'm actually really mad about Club Penguin to this day because my parents wouldn't let me have an account. Because didn't you have to pay like $2 a month or something for it? So There was a free version and there was a paid version. But the free version was pretty limited. Okay. I think that's what so. I remember. Because I think that my friends had a paid version. Mm-hmm. And I remember I really wanted to be on that version. Because I think that's where you could like do most of the activities and actually talk to people. Because that's all they would talk about. And it was like my life would end immediately if I would not get a Club Penguin account. And I remember my dad... Or mom was just like, no, it's like two bucks. Like, no, you can't have a Club Penguin account. So I still remember that. So salty. But I remember I would play addicting games a lot. Yes. Yes. I would totally play addicting games. games a ton. I would also play The Adventures of Waffle Boy. I haven't heard of that one. That was, Ella. Oh, that's elementary school. That is a long time ago. Very early 2000s. And oh my gosh, Freddy the Fish. Did you play like Freddy the Fish computer games? Oh, fuck off. Okay. So like Freddy the Fish was like a little, 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 little kid mystery game kind of. And I had so much fun fun with that and Blue's Clues. I would play Blue's Clues mystery games. Yes. And also the Pink Panther mystery game. And also we had a PS1, which still fucking works. And me and my brother played our favorite games last Christmas And it was chaos. I can't tell you how bad the graphics are. I I was actually worse at playing it now at the age of 25 than I was back then because the controls are so hard to use. Like, I had no idea what I was doing. He was just as mad as he was back then, where he just called me live bait because I just get killed so fast in almost every game I play. And so he would usually go on to like win. Because I would just be lying dead in a gutter somewhere because that's, like, Oops. the enemies were focusing on me. Oh, also Jumpstart. I... Jumpstart first grade. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Okay, I played it. a lot of webkins. I played the Polly Pocket game, the Barbie.com fashion games. I played a lot of my scene where you'd, like, decorate your own. I did a lot of, like, dress-up games. Okay. Loved those. I played World of Warcraft when I was nine, so my dad would hang <laughs> out with me. But Roller Coaster Tycoon, which I still play to this day, was the most prevalent of my early childhood. That's where you
0: build roller coasters, right?
1: Yes, you build roller right. coasters, you build theme parks, you you do business. I'm very good at it, in case you're wondering. Yeah, those were the two. Those were the few that I played. A lot of Club Penguin. I only had the free version But I did. They had a little like mystery section of Club Penguin that I really loved, where you like were a spy. It was really
0: fun. I would totally play adult Club Penguin. I think that would be so fun. Jess, Jess, question and comment here for you Nancy Drew, the Nancy Drew games. I started playing those in like third or fourth grade. I still play them to this day. And my mom loves them. They are so much fun. The newest one is not as good as the older ones, but those games I probably have played cumulatively longer than any other games because I've been playing them basically from fourth grade to not as much now because they haven't been releasing new ones but like I will like religiously like check their website to see if they've come out with new Nancy Drew games I love detective games I love puzzle games I love mystery games they're so fun and I think you would love Nancy Drew games Um, Because I know you have negative three hours in your day every day. So I'm going to add this onto your list of things to do, which is play Nancy Drew. And I have the secret of shadow, shadow Ranch is like probably my favorite. Then there's a bunch of other ones that I can give you a list of that are so fun. (laughs) I love it. That's so cute. When I finally get over my Stardew
1: Valley phase, I'll let you know.
0: I'm not over that either. Sounds good to me. Can I tell you some of the most unhinged things I did as a child?
1: Yes, please. You were kind of a hooligan as a child, if I remember right.
0: Yes, I had and still do have a very big personality. And that was nightmarish for many, mostly teachers when I was little. Uh, And some of my best stories, I remember I was a very big troublemaker when I was in early elementary school. I remember there was one time where I like, like I didn't try to make my teacher's lives hard. I just did because I didn't have any kind of perception for anybody other than myself at that age. And so for instance, in second grade, I had this, no, first grade, sorry. First grade, I had this teacher. She was kind of a bitch though, honestly, I'm not going to lie. She remembers me to this day, by the way, because of, who I was back then, where I would like purposely act out. I would dance on tables. I would always get in trouble. One time during an enormous blizzard, I ran outside with my friends and they had to like stop school and send out like half the staff to look for us in this big blizzard because we were just like in the corner of the field in the back, like playing in the snow during the middle of a school day (laughs) during one of the worst blizzards that season. Anyway, they were really mad when they found us. Yeah, we had a good time. We had fun. And I just like to make people laugh. And I also thought it was kind of funny to make people like uncomfortable laugh. And so I can do this thing where I like push all the blood to my face and my makes my face go purple. And I don't don't know if I've ever showed you this. I don't do it as much now because it actually like makes me want to black out now. (laughs) But as a kid, I could just push all the blood to my face. And I love to to do this to substitute teachers (laughs) Or like young teachers because they didn't know who I was and they didn't know me. And so I remember I had a really hard time with math and numbers when I was little. And I had to get like special help learning how to tell time, like with the hands on a clock because I just couldn't do it. And I remember the young girl who was probably like a college student was in the classroom giving me a like, helping me on how to tell time. And I just kept being like, watch this. And the <gasps> And then, like, pushing all the blood to my face. She'd be like, Allison, stop, stop it. Stop, stop, stop. Oh my God. Oh my God. Stop. Allison, stop it. Oh my God. Oh my God. Stop. You stop it so, like, it would just keep going because I would just keep pushing harder and harder and harder until my face was like purple because I was pushing all the blood to it and I would start like getting dizzy and my eyes would start to get fuzzy but I would keep going because I was getting a reaction out of her and she was on the brink of tears thinking I was dying because <laughs> I was a second grader with the purple face going watch this Anyway, I did that a few times and I actually did get talked to by somebody because I was starting to scare the student teachers a little too much, but I thought it was really funny. I don't know. Let me see. Let me see if I can do it. We were polar opposite students. (laughs) Oh, my God. How are you doing that? You've got purple. But yeah, so I've had that skill for a minute now. Describe to the to the listeners what you just did. <gasps> I, Allison <laughs>
1: leans into the Zoom camera because we're doing these over Zoom and her face
0: just proceeds to go purple with no explanation. Yeah. But imagine I mean, like that's so much. <laughs> but imagine like a seven-year-old coming up and going, watch this, and then doing that. And you no. can't get them to stop. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was an unhinged unhinged. partner as a
0: sub. (laughs) Dude, I feel really, really bad. Like I told you about one of my unhinged childhood stories that I will also tell here. That is very much probably one of my most brought up stories whenever my family, you know, they, they like to bring it up to embarrass me. All right. So I was like eight or nine, early 2000s, me and my older brother we were at my mom's house that weekend and my mom was at work and I I guess maybe my dad couldn't watch us or something. So we got, my mom got a babysitter and this poor girl, when we weren't like manipulating her or like locking her out of the house or like just being really mean or something, I feel so bad. She was literally like 15. We were such dicks. Anyway, I was like, okay, can we, can we go to the park? And she was like, yeah. So we got on the bikes And again, this was early 2000s. I was like eight years old, like the second grade, I think. And we were on the bikes and I was riding down the sidewalk and I had my little helmet on and I look farther down the sidewalk and I see this enormous pipe leading from a semi truck parked on the side of the road across the sidewalk and then into our neighbor's house. And so I was like, (laughs) instead of stepping off my bike and lifting the bike Over the pipe to continue on, I decided to swerve down the driveway in front of the semi truck and directly out into the middle of the street so that I could cross the street to the other side so that I didn't have to stab off my bike. But in doing this, I didn't actually check both ways. So as I'm like shooting into the middle of the street, I look to my left and I all I see is this I see the profile of this woman because she's looking out of her window over her left shoulder at these shirtless construction workers working on this house and i realize she does not see me and i freeze and i can't react and she just kind of runs me over she so runs me over that's like so she she hits me and i kind of fall over off to the side of the car so she runs over my bike but she doesn't run over me right but i still get a pretty good gash on my cheek And a couple, you know, bumps and scrapes and bruises, but I was wearing my helmet. So for the most part, I was okay. And the next thing I know, I am sitting under my neighbor's pine tree, looking up into my reflection in this cop's bright orange, oakly sunglasses, as he gives me this like weird smile. And he's like, how are you? Are you okay? And he's like talking to me like you talk to little kids. And I just remember ugly crying into his face and like I can, in my head, I can still see my reflection in his sunglasses, which is just this like gross little bull haircut, this big gash in my cheek with blood coming down the side of my face and just like my ugly cry, like Like, into his face. And the next thing I know, my brother had run home and called my mom because my babysitter was on the side of the road, fucking freaking out because she was like 15 or 16. She thought this was her fault. Okay. Anyway, my brother runs home, calls my mom from work. So she comes home from work. And at that point, the paramedics and everybody are there. Right. <laughs> I remember the paramedics talked to my mom. We're like, yeah, I mean, she still needs to get stitches. So you still need to take her to the hospital, but you know, she's fine. Like you could just take her in your truck. But I was not about to let the opportunity to get an ambulance ride slip. And so I like made this whole, I was like, no, please. Like, I feel so much safer if you just take me with you. Like, I'm so scared. Like my face hurts. Blah, blah, blah. I just made this whole act about how, cause I just wanted to ride in the ambulance so bad. And so they were like, oh my gosh, this poor, scared little girl, like let's take her in the ambulance. Right. And like a $3,000 ambulance ride later, I get like my four minutes of glory. And they didn't even have the lights on or sirens on or anything. Okay. Like I was literally fine. Anyway, we get there, I get the stitches. It's fine. Um, I was the center of attention. Loved it. Everybody was standing around the room looking at me. And I was like, I am so happy right now. Get my stitches. I have a little scar on my face, but it's in my dimple. So you can't really see it. And about 10 years-ish after that, I see that old babysitter. And... I go up to her and I'm like, oh, hey, I don't know if you remember who I am, but blah, 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 blah. And she was like, oh, uh I remember you. You the girl that ran in front of a truck. And I was like, yeah. And I just like, I felt I feel horrible for all the shit that we put her through and the fact that she went through that. But the best part of the story is the woman who hit me turned out to be a little old lady on oxygen. So this little lady had an oxygen tank with her, was driving down the street at probably like 12 miles an hour, looked over at some shirtless shirtless construction workers, plowed into me. I fell over, cut my face. And while I was being tended to by like the cops and a few paramedics, the rest of everybody else was over making sure that she wasn't going to have a fucking heart attack because this old woman just ran over a little girl on her bicycle and she was like beside herself sobbing thinking that I was going to fucking die and the reason I know this is because my brother's fifth grade teacher at the time remembers because she she told me this story like a few days later when I went back to school my brother's fifth grade teacher was in the doctor's uh, office like waiting room later that same day and apparently this old woman came into that same doctor's office waiting room sobbing and this teacher went up and was like are you okay you know or like what's up And this old woman was just like, I just hit a little girl on her bike and I have no idea if she's okay. And so anyway, turns out it was the same woman. She was very sweet. She gave me like a teddy bear or like, it was like a stuffed rabbit. She gave me a stuffed rabbit that I think I actually still have to this day. And I, I'm sure she's no longer with us. And I feel very guilty because I can't imagine the amount of like years I took off that poor woman's life. But. At the end of the day, I was just most excited that I got a ride in an ambulance, and now I have a cool scar, and she's stuck with that fucking trauma, and my mom's stuck with like a $3,000 ambulance bill, and my babysitter's stuck with the trauma, of watching one of her kids get hit by by a car, and then my brother's stuck with that trauma, watching his sister get hit by a car, where I literally, probably out of everybody, had the best time, so...
1: We were literally opposite children, Allison. No, we were. I, I cried anytime I got in trouble. There was one time in kindergarten that my kindergarten teacher's aide held my coloring up to the class and said, this is an example of lazy coloring. And my mom called a meeting with the principal because I would not Good. stop crying about it.
0: That's in up. hindsight.
1: Isn't that just like the meanest thing? You're but- in
0: kindergarten.
1: Yes. And it wasn't that bad of coloring. Okay. <laughs>
0: that's fucked up. That
1: is that. No, that's legitimately fucked up. You're but, right. Okay. Here's the fucked up part. I remember I was coloring fast because I wanted to be the first one to finish because I wanted to be the best student.
0: There it is. There it like is. literally. That's your like when I origin story. Yeah, it was, it was really rough. That's so fucked up. Like that's the kind of shit that you should get a teacher fired for because your kindergarten, like 20 years later, you still remember that, right? I do. like I do. Has not, has not left my memory,
1: but uh, yeah, I was terrified of getting in trouble.
0: It made me so upset. So. Well, it makes you feel better. I was also like kind of scared of getting in trouble. It depended by who I acted out a lot because I had personal things going on at home that I won't get into but when I was not around my father I would act out a lot especially towards women so all my teachers in elementary school towards my mother I would act out a ton towards like my babysitter yeah. if my babysitter had been a boy it would have probably been a different story but I was a I was a big problem and I would get what we we called white slips uh, it was, yes. that was like, if you got too many of those, you can go on the big, big swimming trip at the end of the year. <laughs> and I would always get just enough that I could still go, but I would still get like the maximum amount that a student could still go. Us
1: attention whores, we all figure out how to get it. Nothing made me feel better than my teacher saying to my mom every six months, Jessica has a delight to have in class mm, mm, and that's mm-hmm. never gone away. And now I have crippling anxiety. Fair. Fair, fair, fair.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) If I could get a grade from my boss every week, I would. That's also fair. Speaking of white slips, this is not my childhood story, but I have three younger siblings. So I have a plethora of of stories from watching children grow up. And this one in particular is probably my family's favorite story about my little sister, Lily. She's 12, so she's still in the throes of middle school. But when she was in third grade, she had to be put on a behavior chart because she would not stop hissing at people. Mm -hmm. She got her elementary school's version of a white slip for behaving like a cat and hissing at people too much and then was put on a behavior tracker. To this day, the picture that my mom sent me with no context of the white slip that said reason student is in trouble hissing at other students will never,
0: never not be funny. (laughs) I think about that story. Sometimes it is probably if, if I honestly had to pick my favorite story ever that I've ever heard of your family. And I've heard a lot. That is it hands down. And it's it's one of those stories that you'd see on like Reddit, like 15 times parents shared the slips that their kids were sent home with. Like that's one of the stories you'd see on it. Well, and I remember my
1: mom saying to me, she was like, what if she never grows out of this? Like, four kids <laughs> in, my mom was like, I don't know what to do with this.
0: Can you imagine but being she- a 23-year-old and still hissing and meowing at people?
1: Yes. I, I've met them. True. But I'm happy to report that she has grown out of it, and she thinks that story is funny now. So, Your sister's adorable. I love her. She's my favorite. Cheers to our childhood. Cheers to Club Penguin. And cheers to another lovely episode of Three, Two, One Shots. Well, next week we will be covering natural disasters, and the <gasps> week after that will be another Three, Two, One Shots. Okay. Allison texted me today and said I've claimed two topics because she couldn't pick one. So we'll see which mm-hmm. one she ends up going with. I do not know what the either of these are, but in natural, Allison Jessica standing I have not even picked mine yet and Allison has already been researching so I
0: was that's what I was doing before you called me and that's also what I'm gonna do I be doing as soon as we hang up my problem is is that my stories are gonna end up being like an hour long and so I need to like rein it in a little bit rein it in you got 25 minutes each <laughs> girl I got 40 minutes don't do that I got 40 <laughs> we're chilling don't worry about it
1: Thanks so much for joining us on another wonderful episode of 321 Shots. We'll see you next week as we cover natural disasters. As always, like, rate, subscribe, do all the things. It means a lot to us. And also you can follow us on Instagram at Salt Storytime. And you know, if you ha- if you have them, we'd love mm-hmm. to hear your childhood stories. Any please, anything, please. anything good. If they're good enough, we'll share them on the pod with your permission. If not, we will chuckle about
0: them in private before we start recording. But uh, until next time, thanks, Allison. Great. I hope to never, ever, ever have to do a shot again until maybe next week. Cheers to that. Calendar
1: that in. Cheers to making
0: your friends do shots. Cheers to making your friends do shots. All right. I will talk to you next week. Bye, Jess. Bye.